welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Uh, felt great to have college football back, NFL is back this week. It's in full swing. I'm joined by the Hall of Famer. Congratulations, Bryce Baumgartner. What's up, man? That's right. It's good to be back. Uh, I will say I did listen to uh, uh, your, your, your spiel uh, last week, guys, and, and you guys said some very nice words. So thank you. It was, uh, it was tough to be away, but I had I had a speech to finish. I had laundry to do. I had to pack. I had so much crap on my uh, hands, but uh, it's good to be back and ready to talk uh, both NFL and college football. No doubt. And uh, Bobby Russell coming off an overtime win uh, Sunday night. Seems like that was so long ago, but interesting, fun game to watch. But how you doing, man? Uh, fun for everyone else, not for me. Uh, I survived that week one scare. Uh, glad to have the whole gang back together. Football season is finally completely back. It just, it, I mean, I'm sh- sure you guys won't disagree. Maybe it will. It just fucking it felt so much better than, than last year. Like with crowds and stuff and the bands and, and all all the pomp and circumstance I was enjoying yeah, every con- minute of the, that. You know, conference play, like interconference or, you know, going against like SEC, ACC. Like we didn't get all that, like all that last year. This was like true measuring stick games that we're going to actually use, you know, for real football talk, you know, college football playoff talk. So that's huge. That's so big. Agree, Bobby. Um yeah, you your thoughts real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean it, it was great. Like we talked about it last week, you know, even just the the stadium environment, you know, having the bands, having the fans, the traditions in the stadiums, um, getting those all back. It was is incredible to see. And then we just had great games for five days in a row, Thursday through Monday, and uh, it was a nice a nice starter for the year. And then we kind of come back down to earth with the slate this week. So. Um, we'll get into that. I do like how this week spread out. We'll we'll go to the college uh, slate first. Um, bangers only. We'll we'll go through the list here, real quick. And noteworthy games. And you guys feel inclined to stop talk about a game? We can, but uh, I mean, if you look at kind of the main slate of games, Ohio State Oregon's in, in the noon slate. We got uh, the Cyhawk battle, the Battle of Iowa, four thirty. Um, and then, I mean, I'm excited for Michigan at eight o'clock, but there's a, some decent night games other than that. So it's spread out, maybe not as deep as last week, but I, I always hated when they would like stack, uh, single screen games as I like to call them in the same TV window. And at least this week, uh, with the college slate, we kind of get some room to breathe and, and focus on a game, uh, on the big screen. So, um, all right. So let's get through this list here. Um, does Pittsburgh at Tennessee do anything to you guys? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a good uniform uh, matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Solid uniforms. I think from what I saw and guys, I'll be honest with you. Um, my wife's birthday is on, on labor or well it's on the fourth so it's always like birthday falls on the saturday or like sunday but like all the games <laughs> i'm at a nice restaurant in dublin and they have a tv on at the bar and i'm like peeking through the blinds trying to watch the uh like the i or the texas uh, louisiana game <laughs> like happy birthday babe and also i really wish we we wanted you wanted to sit inside that would have been 
that would have been nice. But uh, like, I didn't like. I got to watch what I wanted to watch. I really like dove into the uh, to like the Notre Dame game, but like, I didn't get to watch like the normal amount of college football like I usually do. Even the the, the Clemson Georgia game, I caught like bits and pieces on my phone while my son little terror at like nine o'clock at night but i just didn't get to like sit down and be like dover i'm just gonna go back and forth to games and and check bits and pieces but from what i saw about tennessee um looks like they you know they took care of business now who the fuck they were playing it doesn't matter but like they they look competent yeah so there's there you go bowling green one of those teams every now and then are they're good this year maybe not so they very good last year, I think. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm not interested in, in Pitt, Tennessee. We spent way too much time talking about it already. All right, number five, A&M at Colorado. Does that do anything? I, I think this one is the one that excites me the most out of really? the list outside of our games. Um, Texas A&M, I, you know, we, I've been on high on them for the last two years. Uh, I think they're going to be in contention for that second spot in the SEC West. Um, they all have some tough ones. That Ole Miss came out, so they looked good. And Colorado is kind of that dark horse in the Pac-12 South out there. You know, you know, you can have Arizona State, USC, Colorado. All three of those teams are kind of the the high end out there. And I think Colorado could hang around and win the Pac-12 South with one or two losses. Um, so I think this will be a great game. It's in uh, Mile High Stadium, I think. And then just that classic Big 12 helmet matchup, the A and M and uh, the Colorado Buffalo. Yeah, I, I could get down with that logic. Um, here's the game I circled. I mean, if we were doing like a game of the week segment, this would definitely be one of them, but kind of a, a lean week. But number 10, Iowa, at number nine, Iowa State. I believe this is the first time both schools have met while being um, top 10. Um, Iowa just throttled Indiana from from the from the start of the game. Looked really good, um, especially the way Wisconsin looked last week. Maybe Iowa – Bobby, you're on the Hawkeyes to come out of the West, so that's, that's looking good after one week. And Iowa State, here's the thing. I, you don't know if it was just like a vanilla game plan. I didn't watch any of that game, but Northern, Northern Iowa is always a, a pretty tough FCS school, and they only beat them by six. But back to the original point, you don't know how vanilla Iowa State was, you know, maybe trying to hide some, some schematic stuff off film that Iowa could – try to take advantage of so but game day is going to be there very exciting iowa state a four and a half point favorite um i mean i'm sure you guys are both relatively excited at at your basement level but i mean gun the head how do you think this game is going to go bryce i'll throw it to you first boy i i would took care of business against indiana i wasn't really ex- wasn't expecting such a, a lopsided victory i thought it'd be a good game i thought indiana's offense would keep Keep them in. Um, if you were to look at their stat, like the stat line of the Indiana Iowa game, you would look down and go, "I bet this was a pretty good game." The biggest thing, were, you know, were, were turnovers. Right. You know, Iowa had that right before half. Kind of. They had I the same, a little same bit. Guy had two. Yeah, yeah. They they, had two I, picks. I, <laughs> it's just from like what I. They they look efficient. Um, has been been the same, uh, relative. You know, just nothing special. Just just game management stuff. Gun to head. I'm I'm still taking I'm still taking Iowa. I don't care where it's played. I'm just taking Iowa. Um, I think they got a little bit more. Um, 
just just overall and I don't know, just kind of from what I saw, I thought the momentum was going to carry turn up, turn them over, uh, just carry that this game. So, um, but it, but it's going to be a, a great matchup. I I am looking forward to it, but it uh, I don't know. I know I know Iowa might be the high uh, state should be worried about. Yeah, I'm right there with both of you on this one. I think it was a few years ago when Northern Iowa actually beat Iowa State in uh, their home stadium there. And I feel like they played that little brother chip on the shoulder thing there. And what was it? Uh, the big big sky that went 8-0 against um, FBS teams, which was like with Montana beating Washington. It's like a marquee. So, you know, those little schools, there, yeah, they can catch up and they can hit someone in the mouth and they can win one. Um, this one – with the game day there, the game day is going to be awesome. You're going to have great signs. You're going to have a bunch of drunk uh, corn people at 6 a.m. out there. And, yeah, exactly. And so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, this one this one does excite me. Like, I, I was high on Iowa, picked them to be the Big Ten West champion this year. Um, and I watched some of that game, and they just throttled Indiana. I mean, Indiana, I think a lot of people are have been saying, you know, last year was kind of a fluke year for them, a short year. And I think it's kind of true. Um, I don't think they have the same uh, moxie that they had last year. And Iowa just took full advantage of that. And, you know, I, I like Iowa in this game, uh, even at Iowa State. Uh, the 430 kickoff is great for us. Um, you know, we come right out of the noon Ohio State, the Irish are at 230. And this is that perfect time right before, like, the nightcap with Michigan-Washington. So I think it's going to be a really good game. All the eyes are going to be on it especially with the rest of the slate this week. Um, but if Iowa wins this, circle October 9th, that'll be a huge game, Iowa, Penn State, and uh, Iowa. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that um, was one of those where I was like, yes, that's – I Circling back, and we'll, we'll stop talking about this game, but I'm on the clones. I know Matt Campbell hasn't got it done. I, he's over. At Iowa State versus Iowa, but um, I don't know that four and a half. I I figured it would be closer to a field goal, maybe two and a half. So it might be a Vegas knows something game. Uh, if you look at the the talent index for both teams, you know they're Iowa does have a little more talent, but they're relatively close according to two four seven. And um, I don't know. I I think maybe the clocks were. Like I mentioned earlier, they were kind of vanilla last week, and and it almost bit them in the ass. But you know, I I, I love the running back Brees Hall. Um, they were without Charlie Kohler, their their stud tight end last week. Um, I, I think he'll be ready to go this week. Don't swear to that, but um, I, I think Campbell gets it done. Huge spot. Um, that that's kind of a sneaky place to to play at uh, too. We seen Oklahoma State years ago. Go go down when they were the second ranked team in the country. So I I think it'll be a a lathered up crowd and, and a hell of an atmosphere. Um, all right, number fifteen Texas, their six and a half point favorite at Arkansas. Classic old school Southwest Conference matchup. Arkansas, um, I think they're going to be ready for this one. But I was impressed by the Horns last week. I don't know if you guys have any additional thoughts on this one, but this is one I'm going to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, I think I picked this for one of my uh, one of our conference previews. I think it was the Big Twelve preview. I picked this one. Um, you know, I think it'll be like you said, it'd be a great classic matchup. Uh, Arkansas, from what I've seen of them, like on the highlights, they just 
they're back to what they were like right at the end of the Brett Bielma era. They just can't do anything. They can't get an offense going, and they give up way too much on defense. Texas <laughs> impressed me. They, uh, you know, they, you know, they played a tough Louisiana team. Um, Sark started out great. Um, I think it'll be a little test for them to not overlook this game. Um, but yeah, I think give me Texas in this one. Um. Arkansas kind of has a little X factor quarterback though. He had a rough first half, but he kind of settled in. Um, what was it KJ Jefferson? I think his name was. He he could. He almost had a hundred yards rushing. Um, granted, they were playing what Rice. I think that's who they were playing. I could be wrong there, but either way, sounds right. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, he had almost he had almost a hundred yards rushing. Not not a huge arm threat, but again, you know, you got a quarterback that can move. Um, they do have a hell of a receiver that um, what Traylon Burke. I think he'll he'll be, um, you know, second round guy in the NFL NFL draft uh, next year. And you never know, you never know what's going to happen. They they kind of have a little bit more of a um, even even playing field with with the type of talent. Even though it is Arkansas, I, I still think they're a little bit better than than Louisiana. Even though Louisiana is 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 a good good squad, I think they're just probably top to bottom athletes a little bit better. So I still think Texas wins. They probably cover, but um, you never know with a, a quarterback that can be mobile like that. All right. NC state two and a half point favorite at Mississippi state. Talk about another team that struggled and, and got by with the, you know, by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Uh, my Bulldogs, the team I thought could be a, kind of a surprise team across college football this year. But I like, I like the pups home dog here um i don't know if you guys have anything to add to that i have nothing to add to that <laughs> yeah i don't think i watched either two of these teams play last week so i really can't speak on them all right here's another game dirty heated rivalry game the holy war byu at number 21 utah utes a full touchdown favorite um another one of these kind of sneaky rivalry games um you know a late kick, I believe. I believe it's a ten o'clock kick. Um, but um, yeah, well, actually, no. This game's at at BYU. I don't know why I wrote that down wrong. But uh, sneaky one, a little nightcap. Any thoughts? Um, do you guys see the the thing on Twitter about the the line for like the beer at the <laughs> stadium, and then the line for the like the the soda? It was just everybody was in line to get like pop, okay. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I saw that. I was like, "That's that's hilarious." That'd be a good game to go to. I'd be like, "Man, I can go get a beer faster than I can anywhere else." I'll I'll be a BYU fan from here on out. So, um, no, I, I kind of like Bobby said earlier. I, I didn't see any any of these two two games or two teams play. Um, so, I'll give me uh, who you say the point at BYU? I'll take them. Yeah, I, I can't speak to them much. Um, I know Utah's got a pretty decent team. Uh, I know they're rated no, kind of highly. Rated kind of highly this year in the Pac-12 alone, um, so give me give me Utah in this one. I just think they have better athletes and uh, a little bit better game plan coming into this one. All right, two more games: um, Mizzou at Kentucky, SEC game. Love the quarterback matchup here. Uh, Will Levis, the Penn State transfer, kind of it was you, Al Monroe, but he balled out last week, um, and. The the Basilac kid, Connor Basilac, the sophomore from Missouri, um, 
I like him as well. Kentucky five point favorite. They're at home. Um, I wouldn't pick this um, spread wise. I think that kind of makes sense, but you know, I think Missouri has a chance to to win on the road outright. But I think that's a, a nice little tilt and could be a springboard to uh, a decent season to whoever wins this one. Any thoughts? Kentucky big. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you with Kentucky. Uh, like Will Levis, I think he proved why he was named the starting quarterback over Joey Gatewood. And I think they're going to make some noise in the SEC East, probably for second or third out there. All right, final one. I don't know why. This was just in my mind. I wrote it down, and then Saturday happened. But uh, Stanford, they go to USC, 14-ranked uh, team in the country. USC, a 17-point favorite. Uh, um, any interest, Bobby? Any interest, Bryce? I, I might watch this one just to kind of see what USC is all about, see what they look like this year. But I don't think there's any doubt that they'll be Stanford. I mean, Stanford's down, down bad. And I wouldn't be surprised if they finished dead last in the Pac-12. Um, yeah, we might be having ourselves a little battle for L.A. this year, guys. USC and UCLA both look pretty That'd solid. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's going that way with that sissy blue. That was, uh, <laughs> that was my loser, uh, was Coach O. And his dumbass, <laughs> uh, man. I mean, I I respect that. I don't blame him for doing that. But you got to back that shit up, especially if you're LSU going to UCLA. Well, you, know, you, you have to do that. But then again, like you got to read the room too. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Purple, purple and gold's a nice color scheme. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys wrap the purple yeah. at, at your alma mater in high school. But I mean, that's not really the manliest of colors either. I mean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's it's not red. It's a good color. It's not blue. It's 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 literally just both of them combined. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's people would you know, I get it. You could say, oh yeah, Barney. You know, he's purple. No, Barney's pink. He's not purple. Logan's purple. LSU's purple. But yeah, I mean, sissy blue. I guess it's powder blue, baby blue. Maybe that's what he's referring to. But yeah, he he fucking put his foot in his mouth and got his ass kicked. Uh, so that was that was funny, but yeah, as far as USC goes, I don't know. That Slovis kid looked pretty solid. I I, I look well, forward they, to them doing fine. They, they handled a decent yeah. San Jose State team. Like yeah, he should. So yeah, no All doubt right. there. All right, moving on to our team's games. We'll go in chronological order. Bryce, you're up first. Number twelve, Oregon at your Buckeyes, uh, the third ranked team in the country, fourteen and a half point favorite. Just a dish on it. I mean. What do you what do you think about your Buckeyes week one into the season? How do you think this one goes? Um, so so week one, and and I'll be honest, that was literally the the there were six speeches that night at the Hall of Fame banquet, and I'm sitting there like I went first, thank God, alphabetically, and I was like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And I didn't want to be rude, but I had like eight people there, and if we all stood up and left, it'd be very obvious, and it would be looked down upon. So we stayed there. Um, I missed like most of the first quarter and then we get, we get back to a cabin and there's probably seven or eight people there. It was, it was, it was not the best viewing environment for me, for me. Um, but going back and, and doing a little, little film, um, it's tough to get a read when you play a team like Minnesota that is, you know, throws an extra lineman in there, runs the ball really well, uh, time of possession hogs, um, that trussle ball. But, um, you know, I think Ohio state did what they needed to do. Um, CJ Stroud, certainly looked the part of a, of a freshman quarterback. Certainly like, you know, people are like, you need to get, you know, go, go to their backup. I'm like, look, we've been spoiled. We went from Dwayne Haskins, you know, we can, we can go back as far as you, you want to go back, but 
we had Justin Fields, who probably is the best quarterback to Ohio State, and then insert a kid that on the road in the rain against a, a fundamentally sound defense like Minnesota. Um, that's tough. He didn't look that great. He finally caught a little rhythm in the second half and, and hit some people, but he never really made a tough throw. Most of his guys are wide open. Now, um, they're going to have that all year because they've got two of the best wide receivers in the game. Um, but the things that I liked, our offensive line didn't really get – didn't allow any pressure. They were solid. Um, we were down uh, two of our starting quarterbacks, Cam Brown and uh, Seven Banks, and uh, had, a, had a true freshman in there. And, yeah, they gave up some plays, but um, the defense as a whole, I think, played okay. Um, a lot to a lot to improve on. But they also had to run a special defense really geared towards that extra lineman and a team that runs the ball primarily. So, uh, but this week, it's going to be a different test. I wasn't able, I wasn't the one or two people in the United States that has the Pac-12 network, <laughs> so I couldn't really watch any of that game, and I haven't been able to go on YouTube and try to find it. I, I um, actually did watch okay. a lot of that game. So you do have Pac-12. No, I was no. I was at a place that did have Pac-12 though. Okay, yeah, I wasn't gonna go somewhere the, to try to watch this well, game, but the, the only thing I'll I'll interrupt real quick, then yeah, you can jump off from there. The only thing, uh, Thibodeau, like it, it was just an ankle. They put him in a boot immediately, but Oregon's defense did look different <laughs> with him on and off the field. Of course, you would expect that, but um, I don't know. Me and Bobby kind of hinted around last week, like. You know, that that could be kind of a, a tricky game, especially with, like, a look-ahead spot with OSU. So that really maybe only winning by touchdown surprised me. But I thought, like, Fresno could definitely keep it inside the 19 or 20 points on the spread. But Yeah, well, they um, certainly did. They certainly did. So, yeah, it's like um, I think Thibodeau has a, a high ankle sprain, which is yeah. a little worse than just, you know, regular regular sprain there. So, um from what I from what I hear, this he's like day to day, but yeah, it's like walking into a street fight when you have Mike Tyson behind you. Like, <laughs> it, you can you can probably feel a little more confident. Same same thing goes for having one of the best defensive players. Uh, no, the second best because number one is Kyle Hamilton, and that play was fucking silly. Oh, uh, that was like I was like, yep, he's the he'll be your first defensive player going in the draft because of that one single play. And I could watch that all from every angle uh, for the rest of my life. That was just beautiful. That was uh, insane, as advertised, Bobby. So you're lucky you got one of one of those. But uh, but kind of like kind of like back to that. Like if if Hamilton's out of the game, Notre Dame's defense is kind of like you know has some holes to it. But um, with with that being said, just to kind of get into the game a little bit, and, and I could probably ramble on a little bit. Um, Look, I think I think uh, Ohio State needs to pick two running backs and stick to them. Master Teague, thank you for your services, but um, you don't have the wiggle. You just don't. You don't have it. Um, be there when somebody goes down. Um, but it's the Mayan Williams. It's the Travion Henderson show. You saw what they both did, breaking long runs. Uh, that screen pass to Henderson. And you can just see he, he, he has a different gear. Um, so, but uh, Oregon has a lot of – a lot of talent on the defensive side. Uh, just I'm worried about Stroud and turning the ball over. I really could see Ohio State uh, coming out a little flat, Oregon being pumped for it, and digging themselves a little bit of a hole, kind of reminding you a little bit of the Virginia, Virginia Tech game there in 20, 
uh, 14, just like playing from behind, playing tight. That's that's what I'm thinking it's going to happen. Um, I do, however, think our Oregon's offense is not as good as what we really think. They've got a, a stable of running backs. Um, but that, that quarterback, oh, God, what is his name? Brown. Yeah, yeah. BC he, transfer. Yeah, he, he's he's okay. He's nothing special. I don't think he's going to win you much. Um, but but like you mentioned earlier, the Vegas Vegas seems like they know something. That that line went from what eleven to fourteen real quick. Um, which sure you know that's people are probably just throwing money, especially with the injury on it. So it's going to move the line a little bit. But uh, I don't know. Uh, gut says Ohio State wins. I don't think they cover though. So I'll, I'll take Ohio State uh, 38-30. Um, they claw back in the second half and, and take care of business, but still a close game. They get out now and see in the Big Ten Championship game. Bobby, you have anything to add to that? No, I, I think Bryce put it best there. You know, Ohio State had the scare with Ibrahim and them um, coming in at, into that first half, beginning of the second half before he got hurt there. And then they just kind of took over. Their defense is really good. Ohio State's is, uh, especially that front four. It's incredible display by them. Um, Oregon, I think a lot depends on if Thibodeau plays. If he does play, I feel like they have a, a much better shot than they would without him. Um, their offense, not sure what they're going to be about. Um, you know, Cristobal always has a good offensive line. Uh, he's got that heart uh, with offensive linemen. Uh, running back play is good there. So we'll see. I think the early kick is going to hamper Oregon early. I think they're going to come out sluggish and slow. And Ohio State will pounce on that. And I, I think Ohio State ends up winning by, by seven or more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet this game, but I I don't really see a path to victory for the Ducks. Um, moving on, Bobby, you're up next. Game's on uh, my network, my streaming service. Uh, the Toledo <laughs> Rockets – Travel in the South Bend, home opener for the eighth-ranked Irish, 16-and-a-half-point favorite, or uh, your Irish Bobby. Um, all right, what do, what are you thinking here, man? Yeah, two two thirty on the cock. I'll be – I break down and <laughs> – broke down and bought it. Um, I'm going to cancel it at about 6.30 Saturday night. Um, I, I'm not excited about this game. I, I just want them to establish a running game because that was non-existent against Florida State. I want our passing game to continue what they're doing. I wish Mayer would, you know, fix his drops. Um, he had three huge drops in that game against Florida State that could have helped us avoid going to overtime with them. Um, but Jack Cohn looked great. Uh, our offensive line held up. Uh, we did lose our left tackle. He's he's out this week. Um, for a freshman, 18-year-old going into Dote Campbell and holding up like he did, uh, I was very impressed with him. Uh, our receiver receiving core, Kevin Austin, um, like I said, he was one of the guys that needed to step up this year and absolutely did in that game big time. And then uh, Bryce said the Kyle Hamilton interception. I, you can argue both interceptions, um, getting securing the ball, getting your feet down, covering 20 to 40 yards in a couple seconds. Absolutely insane. Um, he's the best player on our defense, might be the best play, defensive player in college football. Or just the um, best – I mean, just the, the best, best player. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was incredible. Our, and our defense was great to start out. And then I don't, I don't know if it was just the scheme that we went with 
daring or thinking that Florida State was going to have to throw to get back in that game. And they, they kept three down linemen and stopped blitzing there in the late third, early fourth quarter and allowed Florida State to get back in. So I think the game plan this week is don't show too much, establish a lead, establish what we need to, stay healthy, and get ready to move on for the next two weeks. Um, it might be a little look ahead. It might be a little sluggish. But for the, for getting the Irish back, getting a full stadium back, you know, we did have students and faculty last year. But it's just not the same without that stadium, without everything and the band. So I'm excited to see the traditions, excited to feel the Notre Dame game day again. And, you know, Toledo, they're a good team, probably one of the top MAC teams this year, good offensive line, good quarterback play. Um, but they just don't have the same athletes and the same power that the Irish do. So uh, give me the Irish, give me the cover. Um, I could see this being like a 54 to 10 game like they throw on Bowling Green a couple years ago. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, really. I mean, I respect Toledo, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right, so I got a big one. Washington comes to town to take on my Michigan Wolverines. Wolverines, a six-and-a-half-point favorite now. Um, guys, I don't know. Like, asking myself how I think this game's going to go. I have no idea. I think if Washington would have won and beat Montana last week, I might have – more confidence in Michigan, if that makes sense. But, I, you know, I think they're going to be pissed off. Uh, definitely don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last week. Uh, Washington has some dudes on defense. But, uh, I don't know, I, the Ronnie Bell injury just – it sucks. God damn, that sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. But uh, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, he looked fucking incredible uh, when he got his hands on the ball. But, um. You know, if we you listen back to, to my Michigan breakdown, receiver and running back are, are two deep position groups, actually. You know, if it was a few years ago and Ronnie Bell goes down, I'd be um, – I mean, I'm, not that I'm not worried now, but I'm, I'm a little less worried because we have some depth. Um, we, got, we got some speed. It seems like week one we were – I don't want to say vanilla, Um like in, in some of the zone zone read stuff, I feel like they just turned like the reads off and there wasn't any like quarterback rounds. Not that Caden McNamara is going to be a, a burner, but he can, he could kind of move. Um, and the, the last little point I'll make is um, I'm still seeing that JJ McCarthy throw to Dalen Baldwin for a touchdown late in that game uh, in my dreams, just, that was one of those, what the fuck are you? Oh, my God. Couldn't believe that kind of arm talent. So, I I kind of want J.J. To, to to take over at some point in the year. But, I mean, Kate got the ball out and distributed well. Offensive line played well. Uh, defense actually played well. Other than Western getting um, a, a gift 15 yards from David Ajabo taunting and at a nice first script uh that was their only points until garbage time when we had the twos in but i don't know he'll probably be low scoring close uh we'll get to see the big house attempt to do a maze out usually we don't do well with the color coordination uh in the big house i guess it's tough to get 110,000 people to to wear the same colored t-shirt but i don't know i, th- I think michigan wins they'll probably be close the line to me, if you looked at the look-ahead lines in the summer, Michigan was like a point, point-and-a-half favorite. Jumped up to six. 
I don't know. That's probably a lot to do with Washington's performance last week, but uh, Vegas don't take a bath too much, so I don't I don't know what I'd do spread wise. You guys have any thoughts on uh, on this one? Just just I don't think Michigan is like I mean like they they beat up on a you know Western Michigan team. I thought Western Michigan had like you said that first script. They came out and punched Michigan in the mouth. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Oh and, yeah, uh, I thought that too. Here we go yeah, again. Yeah. Um, and then, then kind of what struggled a little bit offensively, then had to punt. And I was like, oh shit, like, you know, this might be a game. But, um, no, I, I don't think Michigan's as good as what we saw. Don't take this wrong way. I don't think Washington oh, is, is as bad as what we saw. So I think it's going to be a good game still. I still think it's going to be like a very competitive, real close game. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to decide just with a little bit with, with Michigan, just because of the home field advantage, I think if you're playing out in Seattle, I think I'd, I'd pick Washington. I think it's just strictly home field. Um, I was impressed with Quorum. Honestly, I thought he ran real hard. Uh, I was like, him. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he could be a problem here um, when he gets going. So that's really all I had. But yeah, the, the whole Bell injury, like that is that's brutal. Yeah, injury, I saw that injury, and I was like, that's that's a big loss for them. Um, the last few years, he stepped up a lot. Even with that loss, I think Michigan takes this one pretty pretty easily. Um, like you said, Washington, your confidence. Washington, yeah, Washington might come in with that little bit pissed off, ready to play, need to get one back. But um, I think the home field advantage and Michigan having a little bit better all around team will help them through this one. All right, well, let's go to the NFL now. We're going to do a division draft. I explained this to y'all in a text. I don't know if you have any questions. Um, I guess we need to decide a draft order here. Um, I guess, Bryce, since you're a Hall of Famer, you can oh, choose the choose the order. Oh, stop. Uh, so we'll, we're each going to get two divisions. Um, by the way, if you want to take two NFC divisions or two AFC divisions, uh, feel free. We'll do a snake draft. And then the the two that don't get drafted, I guess I'll just throw one to Bobby and, and one to Bryce, and um, we'll just kind of quickly go through why we picked those divisions, and you could say why you didn't pick uh, one division and, and Bobby the other, and we'll move on to the week one NFL slate. So, All right. Uh, snake um, draft, decide the order. Okay. Um I will give the nod uh, to to Mr. Mr. Tyler here himself. You go first. I'm going second. Bobby, you can go back to back number three if that's okay. Mm, sounds good. All right. Well, I think uh, this is a little homerish, but I'm going to take the NFC West. Got my Niners there. Um, I think them and the Rams in Seattle all can win double digit games. Uh, all three are Super Bowl contenders. Now I think uh, the Cardinals could be kind of, kind of frisky with with Kyler and I mean hell they pretty much signed every big name that's a little bit over over the the edge. You know with Watt I, he sticks out as a, a signing, but I still think he's got some production. Might help their defense, but uh, I got the West. I mean I think uh, that is the the one of one. Um, yeah, that, that would have been my first choice. I'm regretting not going first, I guess, but, and, or going third. Now Bobby gets really good value here. Uh, so I guess I kind of fucked myself maybe here. Um, I'll, I'll take the AFC North. Um, 
really when I was kind of looking at this, I was just thinking like, who's the weakest link in every, you know, e- you know, each, each division here. And I, I yeah. just thought, um, I think you got the big three. I think, I think Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they, they're going to win. They started out what 11 and last year, 10 and whatever it may be. So they're going to, they're going to rack up the wins. Uh, you know, Baltimore is going to be good. And I really like Cleveland uh, for obvious reasons. So I will take, uh, and, and back to like the weakest link, I think Cincinnati is going to have a better year. I think they're going to be around that six, seven uh, win mark. Um, so I'll take AFC uh, North. No, no, no complete loser in this division. All right. Uh, that leaves me my first pick. I'll take the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs, they're good for 13 to 14, 15 wins a year right now. Um, Chargers will be, I think the Chargers will be at least a 9, 10 win team this year. And then the Raiders and Broncos both made improvements. So I can see them each winning six games. Um, you know, obviously Kansas City's the, the headhunter there. Um, so I'll take the AFC West, my first pick, my second pick. This one's a little tougher. I'm going to take. I want to take the, I want to take the NFC North um, Packers and Vikings, uh, both 10, win game, 10, win teams, the bears, if they start just in the field, will surprise some people. And the weakest link there is the lions. Um, you know, they do trade out their all-time quarterback for a former first-round number one overall pick. Uh, they have good off the line, good running backs. So if, if the Lions are my weakest link team in that division, I'll, I'll live with that. Okay, so we've got the NFC West, AFC North, AFC West, NFC North. Am I correct on that? Right. Yep. Uh, boy, this is tough. I will go um, – man – Shit. Oh boy. Okay, I might be screwing myself here. Back to weak link. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on on it. Give me the AFC East. Um, Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I, I that. I think you're good either way. I think the Bills are going to be elite. Um, I think the Patriots are coming back. I think the Dolphins are going to be uh, right there for the wild card. And the Jets, uh, I think they're going to be better than they were last year, if that may They're going to go 0 and, 0 and what, 17. That's not going to happen. I think they will get three or four wins, maybe four or five wins, um, which would be fine as a number two team to have. So, or number two division to have. So, yeah, give me, give me the AFC East. All right. That leaves me – I'm going to take the NFC South. I mean, you get – the defending Super Bowl champs. Um, I mean, Tom Brady. It has. I mean, has to stop sometime. But I guess I'm gonna quit saying that until it actually happens, so I don't look like a fool. Um, I'm buying the Jameis hype. I think him with Sean Payton, Kamara, that type of offense, they can rack up some wins. I think the Panthers could be a little, little frisky. I think Darnold getting a second lease on life. With Matt Rule, I think Matt Rule's a very good coach. And, um, I mean, the Falcons, I don't know if this is going to win me any any games, but Kyle Pitts will be fun. Ridley's going to be fun. Uh, maybe Matty Ice has a resurgence with some, some young weapons. They're probably not going to stop so. anybody. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably not going to stop anybody defensively. But, um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the uh, South and the NFC. So that leaves – the NFC East, the NFC Beast, if you will, in the AFC South. So, I guess Bobby, I'll, I'll throw it to you. 
Um, why didn't you take the AFC South? Um, the, the big stinker there is probably two of them is Houston and Jacksonville. Um, that's just going to be a long year for both of those teams. Houston for not franchise quarterback, most likely, and Jacksonville for having a rookie quarterback without his starting running back and Urban Meyer's first year as a coach in the NFL. Uh, Colts, you don't know what's going to happen with them. We've already seen them have to put a couple guys on the COVID list. Um, and then the Titans, that's 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 the breadwinner there. But the Titans alone, I just don't think is enough to take that one. All right, Bryce, you're left with uh, why you didn't trap the uh, NFC East. Um, boy, do I have do I have to explain myself? <laughs> you don't. Um, look. Like last year was just frustrating how I'm like as a Browns fan, like maybe not even being close, you know, to winning your division and also like having to beat the Steelers, uh, you know, last week of the last week of the season to, to, to make the playoffs. And I'm like, if we were in the NFC East, um, you know, we're we're up four games on the second best team, if maybe more. Um, you don't know what you're getting with really anybody. The Giants, Eagles. <laughs> Uh, the football team, uh, cow- yeah, Cowboys. I, I, I just, they're all pretty below average. I just think, you know, I think one will emerge. Um, Washington, they've got a great defense. Um, Jalen Hurts with with Philadelphia. You know, they're they're a little, they're okay. But really, the competition's inside the division. I don't think any of these these teams are, would have any shot of doing anything, making any noise in the playoff. But one of them will be there, and I, it'll probably be Washington if I had to if I had to pick. All right, let's go to the noteworthy games, NFL Week 1. Stop me if anything intrigues you, like college, with uh, some bangers only here. Thursday night, Cowboys at Tampa Bay. Bucks, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Okay, I guess moving on. I mean, (laughs) like – I'm just excited to have an NFL game one. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not crazy about either of these two teams, like – Obviously, we know they have players on them, and the Cowboys were on hard knocks, which was a huge disappointment this year. Um, but it'll, it'll be nice to watch this game. It'll just be a drag with the six hours of pregame concerts and talk shows before the game to start. Yeah, I, I think if the Cowboys have a shot. I think if you're going to beat Tampa, you got to beat them early uh, before Tom Brady decides to start playing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think – I think CD Lamb has a big game. Uh, it all rides on Dak's shoulder, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this this uh, high powered Cowboys offense. Um, they can't play a lick of defense, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the offense go up against uh, former former champs and that uh, that defense there in Tampa Bay. So, but I, I'll take Tampa Bay. I, I hope it's a good game, though. Yeah, it seems like that that defending Super Bowl champion. They get that Thursday night opener, and they just pound whoever is in front of them. So, I, I think we don't know what Dak's situation or status is really if you watch hard knock. So, I think the Bucks is the play. All right, how about the Chargers? They're a one-point road favorite. They go to the football team on Saturday. Um, does that intrigue you guys at all? Mm, uh, de- defensively, you know, I, I'm, how, how's, how's Herbert going to – play um you know against that 
that tough defense. Uh, you've got for, – for me, it intrigues me because it's Joey Bosa versus Chase Young, so that's exciting. Um, other than that, not really. Yeah, nothing about this one really intrigued me other than hoping the Chargers win for our draft purpose. <laughs> All right, Dolphins at the Patriots, New England, a three-point favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mac Jones. The Mac Jones era begins in uh, in Foxborough, so I'm, I'm I think I think Belichick's got tricks up his sleeve this year. I think uh, I think the Patriots are rebounding. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Tua play a full year. Um, he's got a good left tackle and Liam Eikenberg down there, so shout out to him. Um, but I think Dolphins take this one. I think the Patriots are still just a little bit behind after losing Tom. All right, Green Bay versus uh, the Saints in Jacksonville because of uh, the the Hurricanes and stuff like that. Packers a four point favorite. Uh, this one is the one that excites me the most. That's that's not my team or both of your teams' games really this week. Uh, yeah, anytime you have Drew Brees go to Aaron Rodgers. Oh wait, <laughs> no, they like had that schedule. Then Brees is like, um, no, nah, it's not happening. They're like, fuck. All right, I'm gonna head out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, just another fuck you tour for Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and uh, no, that's. Other than that, I, I think the Packers handle business. Yeah, it sucks that this one's not in New Orleans, obviously, with the hurricane tragedy going through there. Uh, but I think the Packers just come down, take care of business. It's just another it's just another road game for them. For the Saints, everything is all out of sorts. So give, give me the Packers in this one and the Packers to cover. All right, two more. Does the Sunday night game Bears at the Rams do anything for you? I mean, the Red Rifle is starting, so – I feel like the Bears will be much more enjoyable to watch when, when Fields takes over the starting job. Yeah, I think Dalton is the sacrificial lamb in this game. There's there's no way you put your the future of your franchise out there against Aaron Donald and the Rams, so Rams take this one big. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And then uh, Ravens Monday night at uh, the Raiders. That's, that's not terrible. That's a good Monday night to start. Um, is the there's yeah. not two Monday night games this year, is there? No, I think they're putting that back later in the season, actually. Mm. Since there's an extra week. Um, I don't know yeah. exactly when that is, but I kind of like the two Monday night games until the second one starts. I'm like, fuck, it's, it's bedtime. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think this will be a good game. It's always fun to watch games in Raider Stadium, and especially with having fans there this year to actually give it a proper opening. It'll be pretty pretty interesting to see how that goes. All right. I don't. Yeah, I don't have much. Oh, good. No, okay. no, no. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got the. Uh, we got our teams' games. I will start chronological order. Um, my Niners on the road in in the Motor City, taking on the Lions. San Francisco seven and a half point favorite. Um, yeah, I I think again. I can't wait for Trey Lance to take over. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I think they're going to put him into some uh, sub packages and kind of wean him in slowly. But uh, I, uh, I, I think we we pound Man Campbell, um, Sermon, Mostert, our big offense line. We're healthy. Hopefully, we stay healthy this year. Uh, young Bosa leading the the D line again. He's healthy. He's back. I you know I think we pound. Jared Goff. Plus, we own Jared Goff when he was with 
uh, Sean McVay. Now he's with, um, he's entertaining, but he's with a a, a meathead um, type coach that really doesn't have a an extravagant offense. So I lay, lay the seven and a half. I think the Niners win by two touchdowns or more. Yeah, I'm in a survival survival pool, and 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 Forty Niners were my team to to win this week. So I'm taking I'm taking that. We do it like pick pick a t- pick a team each week and you survive in advance that type of thing. So, um, I'll take I'll take the Niners. Uh, hopefully, we get to see some Trey Sermon, uh, see what he can do. Hopefully, by the end of the season, he's their number one back. Yeah, no no faith in the Lions in this one. I'll pick the Forty Niners as well. All right, Bob, your Steelers are up next. They travel into Buffalo. Taking on the Bills, one o'clock Eastern time kick on CBS. Bills six and a half point favorites. That's steep. I know the Bills are getting a lot of buzz going into this year, but uh, how do you think this one will transpire? Yeah, the good news is TJ Watt is finally practicing. The bad news still hasn't been signed to an extension yet. Our defense is going to be top notch again. I, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you've got a great defensive line. Hayward to it. Linebackers TJ Watton, Alex Highsmith stepping up a lot. Um, you know, people thought there'd be a big drop off with Dupree leaving. There will be a learning curve, but I think he's he's right there when development where Dupree was in his second year. Uh, getting Schobert uh, on that trade that that was huge uh, to get someone in the middle since Vince Williams retired after coming back. And then we need a healthy Devin Bush. He was great until he tore his ACL in that Brown game last year. Um, and then the middle of the defenses kind of went down. Spillane stepped up, but he was he wasn't the athlete of Devin Bush is. I'm worried about our corners. Joe Hayden's getting old. Um, Cam Sutton, other corner, he's he's a good he's a good corner, but I don't think he's the answer. Um, and you know Hayden, he gets beat every now and then. Um, he's good when he can play in a zone and kind of lurk and kind of cover some field. Um, but I think he's he's grateful to have Minka there to cover up a lot of his mistakes. So defensively, it will be good. Offensively. Um, Still don't know what an offensive line looks like for us. Uh, drafted a few rookies. I think we got a rookie starting at left tackle from AM. Um, and then the rookie at center from Illinois, uh, Kendrick Green. It's, it's going to be a learning curve. Bringing in Trey Turner is going to help out a lot. Get some, um, you know, get some veteran experience. Get someone to kind of keep the heads cool and keep the, the ship straight. Uh, ben, I think, was timid last year. You can definitely tell he wasn't ready to let it flow. Um, and he'll say that in interviews too. I, I think he's back this year. He's got a great receiving core if he can get the ball to him. Juju's back for the one year. Claypool, Deontay Johnson's taking that Antonio Brown leap uh, that we saw him take in his first couple years in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, when, when James Washington is your fourth receiver, I think that's a good uh, good situation to be in. Um, and then obviously the, the new shiny toy, Najee Harris, I think he's going to be a three down back. I wouldn't be surprised if he has 1,000 yards and 80 catches out of the backfield this year. Um, we've seen what he could do out of the backfield catching the ball Alabama, and I think that will translate just because of how much ground linebackers have to cover to cover a back out of the backfield and the change of direction that he offers there too. Uh, so if the offensive line can help a little bit, I think Pittsburgh will be fine. Starting out with Buffalo is no, not, a, not, a, not a fun game to start off with your, your first year. Um, Playing in Buffalo is going to be tough. Buffalo is a great team. Uh, Josh Allen, I think their weak point in Buffalo is their running game. Uh, you know, Allen, Stephon Diggs, they're great. They got to go over the line. They have a good defense, all like always. Um, 
So I, it's, it's going to be tough for us to go up there and, and win. And I think we cover. I think we keep it to a three-point game, but I think Buffalo wins the game ultimately, having that home field advantage and a better overall team, better overall team, I would say. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, well, first off, Bobby, I, I did laugh when you're like, Joe Hayden getting, getting old. Like, he, he is old. He's, he's gotta be, he was old when he played for the Browns and he's like, you know, went to, went to Pittsburgh and like, good for him on doing what he's doing there. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just like being a Browns fan Steelers, like you guys are going to fucking find a way to win this game. Like, I just know it's going to be a. It's going to be a low scoring, maybe like a 17 to 24. I think you guys pull it out. I think you get Josh, uh, Josh Allen a little rattled, and I think you pull it out. That's my, that's my gut. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably lean towards what Bob said. I think Pittsburgh can keep it within that number, but, you know, Bill's Mafia, they're back. <laughs> like, I, I think that's one of those crowds where, like, oh man, they're going to, you're going to feel them. So, but, uh, you know, seventeen weeks or seventeen games this year. I mean, you could you could afford to to drop one uh, as long as it's not a division game. All right, Bryce, you have uh, the game of the week. Yeah, you're going to be in attendance, I believe. Yep, flying out Friday, ready to go. So we'll have boots on ground at Arrowhead. Yep, four twenty-five Eastern. Uh, Chiefs six-point faves. Um, how do you think your experience is going to go? Um, well, like I said, flying Friday, get in late Friday, waking up early to go to the bar to watch uh, watch the Buckeyes, and then after that, it's like just a mission to see how much fucking barbecue I can eat. We're gonna do uh, <laughs> Arthur Bryant's Jack Stack, uh, probably those those two days, like a, an afternoon, and then like a dinner, um, and then then Monday before we leave, I think we're gonna try to hit. Maybe like a KC Joe's. Just kind of do the tour. Uh, I have a have an old uh, coworker. Um, actually, was a he ran like an entire company in Texas, and he's he was like, "You make it down here." He's like, "I'll, I'll hook you up with tickets." Not for not for free by any means, because he could make like five hundred a pop on them. They're like twenty yard line uh, visitor side, so he's he's doing me a favor by selling them to me for very cheap uh, relative to the cost. Um, but he's like, get ready for, you know, 7 a.m. tailgate. And I'm like, the game's not till 3.30. He's like, it, it doesn't matter. So I'm like, uh, okay, like, whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. Love to tailgate, but I'll tailgate 7 a.m. for a 1 o'clock start or a noon start, but that's tough for a 3 o'clock start. I want to make it into the stadium and, like, actually know where the fuck I am without, like, pissing, my, pissing myself. But um, he said bring earplugs, you know. I was like, okay, you know, I've been to Penn State. I've been, damn, I've been to stadiums. Like, really? He's like, yeah, it's it's loud. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll do that. But um, no, there's no there's no secret to this game. Like, it's it's where our season ended last year. Um, much better weather. It's going to be hot. I think it's going to be in the in the upper 80s. So, um, you know, stamina that's going to be a thing, especially fourth quarter. And I I don't know, uh, the Chiefs can 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 score in 30 seconds and the Browns can wear you down. It's just to, to the Browns, to the Browns get better defensively um, on paper. They certainly did. Does it translate? We'll find out uh, real fucking fast on Sunday. I'm, I'm really excited to be there. I don't necessarily think this is a measuring stick game. And we saw the Browns go to Baltimore last year and just get completely destroyed, look like shit. And then what happened? You know, they surprised everybody turned things around. So, you know, if you lose, you lose. If you go out and lay an egg, that sucks. Um, 
But again, you're walking into a, a hornet's nest, as some coaches would say. And um, like I said, the, the, the Browns are going to they're going to wear you down. They're going to run the ball. Uh, they're going to run play action, play action boots, uh, hit your tight ends, dink and dunking it, run your screens. I mean, that's that's Stefanski's offense. And it works because you know what's coming. But good luck stopping it. And um, defensively, like I said, you know, you get to see Clown and Garrett on the defensive end uh, or defensive line. Um, our, our secondary is so much better than last year's. Uh, so just really looking forward to a, a fun atmosphere, seeing a stadium. I always wanted to go see a, a game in. Uh, honestly, this is a, a bucket list for me. I'll probably never do this again, especially with this much hype surrounding it. So I'm just really excited. I feel like I, it hasn't hit me yet, but I'm sure once I get on the plane, I'm starting to go to Kansas City and I realize, holy shit, I'm going to arguably maybe one of the most hyped games of the year um, of all, all of football, college and uh, college and um, professional. So I'm just excited, ready to go, and hopefully the Browns show up. I will be wearing my uh, my Bumgarner in, in, the, in the stands, so I hope I get shit for that. But I'll just tell them to kiss my ass because uh, – Look at the 1950s roster, Cleveland Browns. There was a Rex Bumgarner, war number 90, ran halfback from a little – he's from a little town in West Virginia. So it's not like my dad put his last name on the back of the jersey and put a number 90 on there for no reason. There was a legit uh, player with the last name Bumgarner uh, that played for the Browns in the 1950s. And I'll just say he's my cousin, so why not? But uh, excited. I, I, think, I think the Chiefs end up winning. But, boy, if the Browns – if the Browns fucking win, you guys uh, – I might, I might. Where's the Super Bowl this year? I might start saving. I I think the Browns have a shot. Like I don't. I'm KC. Like, I mean, Jones is kind of a disruptor. Matthew is a playmaker, but I'm not really impressed with their defense. And I think Cleveland, like you said, they could play some ball control and keep Mahomes not. That offense off the field enough to to keep it close, and they're alive, alive road road dog. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know if Bobby has any thoughts on it. Yeah, I think offensively the Browns can absolutely hang with Kansas City. Uh, you know, Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. The Browns got a really off to line. Um, when when the weak point is your quarterback, I think that's a good problem to have because um, if you can just get the ball into the hands of the playmakers, that's all you really need to do. Uh, defensively, I'm not sure what the Browns bring. Obviously, Garrett and the boys up front um, have a good chance there. Kansas City's got a completely reworked offensive line. I think they brought in a bunch of guys and drafted pretty well. They drafted Creed Humphrey, the guy I wanted Pittsburgh to take. And, you know, I think they, they're they going to be able to do what Kansas City does. I don't think there's going to be any problem with Kansas City have, being stopped. Like we saw the Super Bowl last time we saw them out. Um, I, I think Kansas City wins. I think the Browns cover. Um, I just, I just hope Bryce sees a bunch of uh, long 69 Chiefs jerseys in the stands out there. That's that's, that's all I want to see from the Kansas City side. I'll just take a picture and send you every time I see one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's yeah. – oh, No, I'm just, I'm just – so, I'm, like I said, I'm so fucking happy to go. To go. I, no, I've, I've only been to, like, dead, a couple man. NFL stadiums. Like, it was, like, either this or Lambeau. And like I said, with the Browns playing Green Bay on – on Christmas, like, good luck asking your wife about that one. When you have a two-year-old and a baby that's supposed to be born on the 18th of December, like, that shit's not happening at all. So, you got you to gotta win your win when you can, and this is a, certainly a big win uh, for me going out to this game. 
Right. That, yeah, that is awesome. And that you did. You mentioned the two like old, older, um, NFL like palaces with Arrowhead and and Lambeau. Like the rest, like the other stadiums you would want to see, like the Raiders, the Cowboys is still kind of relatively new. Atlanta, like the new places would be cool to see. But yeah, definitely Lambeau and Arrowhead would be bucket list stadiums for any football fan so should be exciting and uh yeah like i said boots on the ground we'll get a detailed report next week you certainly will i'll be still having barbecue sauce all on my fingers i'm sure all right let's do um let's let's do just a few nfl predictions the three of us then we'll get out of here we'll do rookie of the year mvp um we'll, we'll pick an afc and nfc championship game matchup and a super bowl matchup and a winner um, Bobby, I'll throw it to you first here. Who's your um, who you think is going to be the uh, rookie of the year in the league and 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 the MVP? Uh, rookie of the year, um, Najee Harris. Um, I think Homer. Off, he's, I mean, he's going to get no, uh, he's going to get 150 carries. He's going to be a workhorse. They're going to use him like Jerome Bettis in his prime. Uh, like I said earlier, a thousand yard rusher. 70, 80 catches out of the backfield. I just don't think any rookie will match his production offensively. MVP, uh, until someone else wins it, it's I think it's either going to be Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. If I'm a betting man, I'm taking Mahomes again. Uh, I just think you know he's got a, a greater set of weapons around him than Lamar has. And I think, without a doubt, he's going to put up with that extra game. I think he could get to a 6,000 yards passing this year with 17 game slate. Right. Same, same to you. Who's your MVP? Who's your rookie of the year? Uh, rookie of the year. I'm going to, I'm going to give, uh, give it to Mac Jones from, uh, from new England. I just think quarterback, you know, quarterback league, I think in that system, I think he's going to have a little bit of a shaky start, but eventually we'll turn things around and, uh, be, be a part of a, a Patriot team that, um, probably maybe makes the wild card. I think it'd be hard to, to not give him that award after that. So I'm just like realistically thinking that I wish it was Justin Fields, but I know they're going to use Andy Dalton bullshit until like middle of the middle of the season, right? When the bears schedule gets incredibly tough and be like, here you go, <laughs> Justin Fields. Good luck. Um, nothing to play for. And then uh, MVP, I will say Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think the bullshit's over. He's ready to play. Uh, he's going to go play for his, uh, his teammates. And um, I think it's his, I think like Bobby has once said, a swan song of sorts um, could be could be for um, what Aaron Rodgers is going to pull up there in Green Bay and then right off into the sunset and tell the management up there to go fuck themselves. All right, I got a, I got gambling odds accompanied to my two picks. My rookie of the year, I'm going to go at plus 1,100. Kyle Pitts, the Falcons tight end. Um, you know, I don't think Atlanta is going to do anything huge, but – I like the value there. You know, I think at the skill positions, um, he was the most talented draft pick. Hell, I wanted the Niners to take him, but now I'm kind of all in on Trey Lance, mostly because I feel like I have to be, but um, I'm starting to drink that Kool-Aid a little bit. And my MVP, I'm going with the guy at plus 1,800. Old face in a new place. He's got Sean McVay calling his plays. Matthew Stafford, he's had a 5,000-yard or maybe a couple 5,000-yard seasons. He might go to that, you know, 
in maybe not quite six, but maybe fifty five hundred yards. I, I think you know McVeigh finally has a guy, a gunslinger in that offense uh, with some great arm talent, and you know Stafford's got what three, four years left to kind of kind of prove himself, and he finally got out of. Detroit, no offense, but uh, I, I'm expecting big things out of him and, and the Rams. So just going a little bit off the board. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll start with Bryce here. Give me a, give me your AFC and NFC title game matchups and your Super Bowl matchup and winner. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, NFC, I will take Packers and Bucks. AFC, I'll take Browns, Bills. I'm taking the Browns over the Bucks. Awesome. Browns over the Bucks to win the Super Bowl for the first time, and I can die a happy man, and we all can here in Ohio, except for <laughs> you guys. So, dude, I, I mean, we talked about that a little bit last year during the playoffs. Like, I don't know what Buffalo and Cleveland would do that week leading up to that that matchup if that were to happen. Wouldn't that, fucking that would work fucking one day. Awesome. I wouldn't work. I would just. Be a fucking ball of nerves. I'd be that, sick that to my would, stomach. I couldn't eat. That'd be Probably, incredible, though. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It'd be stupid. Like if they just make make it. Uh, I was like sobbing and popping champagne when they fucking beat like the Steelers' second string to to, to make the playoffs <laughs> this year. So I can't imagine what I would do. If they, <laughs> they fucking made it to the Super Bowl. Like, I I just can't. I can't. I can't think about it. Gets me. Gets me juiced. So that's that's my you know if you don't believe in yourself who will so Browns Super Bowl fuck it this is the year put up or shut up. All right, Mr. Russell, what about what about your title games and, and Super Bowl? Yeah, NFC. Uh, I got the Rams and the Packers in the NFC title game. Uh, I got the Rams making it back to the big game. And AFC, I have the Chiefs and the Ravens with the Chiefs prevailing to go for the third year in a row. And super, are we making Super Bowl predictions? Yep. Yeah. Uh, give me the Chiefs again. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I just think they've reloaded, and they just until someone can prove they can beat them in the AFC. Uh, I just think it's theirs to run, kind of like the Patriots had that run. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to go against my homes, man. It really is. Um, all right, my AFC title game. I got the Bills beating the Chiefs. Rematch of last year's AFC championship game. Um, maybe Buffalo gets that on their home field. And then I also have a Rams Packers NFC title game. Um, but I got the Rams prevailing. And I got the Bills and the Rams in the Super Bowl. And just to be a little different, I think the Bills finally get their Lombardi. That'd be a feel-good story, um, but um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I feel like the NFL's kind of snuck up on us. Uh, maybe that was just because we were kind of knee-deep and doing some college previews and, and stuff like that, but it's here. It's exciting. Football is uh, in full swing starting Thursday, and, I mean, it's it's going to be a ride and clear till, uh, till February, so I can't wait, boys. What about you? I'm so excited. It's just 
fantasy. I mean, we didn't even really dive into that. It's just we can talk more about it maybe, you know, next week just about who we have or whatever, yep. so, you know, any, any predictions and how your team played out. But it's just it's 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 everything. It's the mix of you you got the couple days that what the the Tuesday and Wednesday, you're like let's get these days over with so we can get to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then life life is good, plenty to talk about and shit guys, it'll be Christmas before we know it. But that's just how it goes. Best time of the year. Um, all the pa- the pageantry of college football that's come back, um, and uh, just full stadiums and and and, and everything. It's, it's it's good. It's good to be good to be alive. I know things aren't normal like they like they truly were, but we needed something, and here we are. Absolutely, and having something to look forward to on the weekends. Um, you know that Tuesday, Wednesday, like you said, it, it's a drag to get through, but. Having a football five out of seven days a week is it's magnificent, and you know there, there are other sports on that come on throughout the year, but none of those really matter until this these seasons are over. And having having two good teams is just it's, it's it makes everything so much fun, but it also brings so much anxiety when it's a huge game and they don't perform well. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something we love if we didn't have have it that way as as well as the blowout wins. Yeah, I agree with you both, man. Um, all right, well, I do have two gambling locks, uh, both in the college ranks. I don't know, Bryce, you've kind of became a little bit of a baseball degenerate here recently. I don't know if you have anything or, or you, Bobby, but um, give me give me Houston. The Cougs are uh, eight-point favorite. Um, I forget who they're playing, but fuck it. I, I think Holgerson and the boys uh, bounce back. Or um, cover that, and then give me Memphis minus five. Um, I think I went three and zero last week on the on the locks. Uh, Cincinnati was an easy cash. Uh, me and Bobby both were on Virginia Tech, and as soon as I saw Inner Sandman, my confidence fucking skyrocketed through the roof. And then I think you and I were both on the dogs, of Georgia as an underdog, and to win that outright. So. Uh, you know, clean little week for me. That that's my locks this week, though. Memphis minus five, Houston minus eight, and uh, and the college ranks. You guys got anything to add? I'm going the under on Texas State and Florida International, uh, fifty five and a half, putting about a thousand dollars there, and then uh, Liberty and Troy uh, under sixty under sixty one. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not playing that. I can't. You guys are gonna have to tell me how I can get my money. I've got like one hundred and sixty dollars sitting in a fucking casino that's in Indiana on my app. I can't, I can't, I can't get it. I can't get it here. They're like, all right, you can't get your money because you're in Ohio. And I'm like, well, that's fucking stupid. So I'm about to have to drive to like Tom Raper RVs and uh, get my money back somehow. Text me if you guys know how I can do that. I don't know. Is there any way I can be around it, or you guys have to? I've got an itch, man. I got an itch that I need. Well, maybe, maybe Minnesota, because I got a layover in Minnesota both times. I was like, well, I'll fucking Friday night. I'm going to bet like a motherfucker there at the airport and then I'll get my money on my way back. Nope. They don't have it. Neither does Kansas City or Kansas or Missouri. So um, I'm, I'm in a tough spot, guys. I've got this itch and it's scratched. Help me. Help me. So anyway, you can help me uh, gamble yeah, online. Yeah. You, you, you might let me know. You might just have to wait for Ohio, and then maybe it rolls over into your account. <laughs> so. and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, you just got like a hundred fifty dollar bonus, like yeah, because 
you forgot about that money. So. I've got like 180. I'm like, I got a half a car payment <laughs> fucking sitting in a, in a, in a town. I can't touch. I mean, I just, I don't need the money right now, but it's like, be nice be to nice. have, I'm getting ready to yeah. go on a trip. It could, it could be my beer and barbecue and stuff, but, uh, or half of it. Um, so fuck it, whatever. Need to change an IP address or something. This sucks. Yeah, I uh, I make a trip to Indiana in October. So if you just you know give me your account information, we'll just make it happen. Right. I understand. But, uh, I'll look at my bank uh, account and be like, Bobby just went through like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I got I got one lock. Uh, Purdue minus thirty four over UConn. Um, oh. UConn is historically bad. That that's. That's the the holy lock of the week right there. What? Okay, one last thing, and then I'll plug the show, and we can we can go in our merry ways. Alabama minus fifty six and a half against the Mercer Bears or wherever the hell they're called FCS school. Does uh, does Saban call the dogs off? Because that looks that's that's insane. Alabama and, always has those astronomically high. Yeah. Against like against those, and they always get up like a touchdown in like the end of the fourth quarter off pot return, and it goes not good. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fifty nine nothing, and the the threes will give up a, a touchdown and save, and will fucking just get ballistic. So, <laughs> all right, well, uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter at Podcock Pcast, and like the Facebook page, Podcock Pcast. Two words, uh, Bobby. I'll get to you first. Any famous last words? Here we go, Steelers, and go Irish. Bryce, same to you. Oh, 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 oh! I'm gonna be doing so much the bar barking. Oh, I'm barking like I'm. I gotta like say I gotta like have tea and honey at my bedside on 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 Saturday night before I go to bed. Get my voice ready to go. I'm gonna be doing a lot of barking. Uh, uh, go Browns, go Buckeyes! What a weekend to be a, a Browns and Buckeye fan. So let's go. All right. Thanks for joining me, fellas. Um, And I will close it out by uh, thanking everybody for listening and uh, bidding you a farewell. And uh, bang, bang, Niner gang. And uh, go blue. See you next time.